Welcome to Shine Online with Ellie Swift. I'm your host, marketing and mindset coach, Ellie Swift, here to help you connect with your clients, create life-changing results in your online business, and shine neon bright online. I built a multi-six-figure business in under two years and, more importantly, have supported my clients to get amazing results. My clients have generated five and six-figure launches, tripled their income, and completely transformed their lives using my signature framework, the Swift Marketing Method. In this podcast, I take you a layer deeper into my business, my life, and my mind. If you're an ambitious entrepreneur, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hi, welcome to another episode of Shine Online with Ellie Swift. I hope that you are having the most beautiful day today. So happy to be here with you, chatting with you over the next however long. Today, I'm so excited to have a conversation with you about my new 17-hour work weeks. So let's preface this conversation with what the hell I'm talking about. So I have cut down my hours to 17-hour work weeks. So something this is something I've been doing for the past three weeks. The aim of this episode is to share with you why I'm doing this, how I'm doing it, what I'm loving about it, and some of the challenges that I've experienced with it. So let's start with why. So why am I doing 17-hour work weeks? What is the specificity of 17 hours first and foremost? So about a month or so ago, I sat down with my coach, Lacey, and we went through my weeks to to really see where I was working too much and to start to reestablish my work week. And this whole idea of 17 hours came from us literally going through my week and looking at all the responsibilities that I had throughout that week in my role as CEO and coach in Swift Ventures, primary coach. And we worked out that I had about 17 hours of work that I needed to do each week. So we decided that I would cut down to a 17 hour work week as opposed to what I'd, what I'd say was probably more like a 30 to 35 hour work week. That was, that's probably more of what I've been doing throughout this year. I've been working for myself at home for coming on four years now. And I've never had a problem with working hard, right? I've never had a problem with hard work. In fact, it's quite the opposite. So one of my biggest mindset challenges has always been that my worth is related to how hard I work. And that's not something that I could have told you off the top of my head years ago. That's something that I've I've determined through a lot of personal development and mindset work, but when I distill it down and I kind of get to the heart of it and the nitty gritty of it, it's, you know, this deep seated belief that I am more worthy the more that I work. And I can trace that back to, to being a kid and having parents who owned small businesses and worked really, really hard and who, um, 
probably validated themselves within, you know, as parents, as adults in the household dynamic based on how hard they worked to support the family. And so it was a very inherent learned behavior that I associated working hard with success and getting everything that you wanted. And obviously my parents were doing the best they could with the information that they have. And so that is not in any way a criticism of them, just more something that I now recognize is very much a learned behavior. And, you know, to be fair, to, to give credit to this belief, in some ways it has served me really well. I do believe that to have a successful business, there are a couple of years there in the early stages where you don't necessarily have to work really hard. I don't believe in hustle, for example, the the energy and the connotations of that word is just really not synonymous with what I believe work needs to be or building a business needs to be. Because when I think about that, I think of like anxious, stressy, burnout energy But I do believe that you need to work. You need to put in the hours. You need to be willing to do things that other people won't do. You need to be so open to seeing that there's a task that needs to be done. And then, you know, you realize that there's five other tasks that need to be done before that task can be done as you're, you're building out your systems and as you're onboarding clients and as you're creating customer journeys for the first time and you're building resources for your clients and you're launching new offers and all of those things that come with building a business, you've got to be willing to do those things. You've got to be willing to put in the effort and prioritize your business in a big way. And I definitely, this is something that I share a lot with my masterminders when they come into the Swift Marketing Mastermind. Like you've got to be willing to prioritize your business. And I know that every client that I've ever worked with who's generated incredible results, you know, six figure years plus, whatever it is that they wanted to create, it's been through putting in the effort and putting in the energy, especially in those early years. And so obviously I believe that that looks really different for everyone. I've got a lot of clients, for example, that have built insanely incredible, successful businesses with small children. So they've never had the opportunity to do full-time hours. So it's not, it's not like you have to do a 40 hour work week. And the only way you're going to build your business is to do that. But what I'm saying is that you need to be damn devoted to your business if you want to build something really profitable. And so when I say that this belief has served me in some ways, I've never had a problem with doing the next thing that I've needed to do in my business. I've never had a problem with going, yep, it's five o'clock, but I've got two more things that I really need to get done today because I know that that's just going to support me and move the needle forward faster. That's something I've done. That's something I'm glad and grateful I've done because I think that it's helped me scale faster. But at this point, four years in, I've built a business that I really, really love. I've got a really great team. I have support coaches in the business that my clients love just as much, if not more than me. I know I have clients that hear this and say that's not true, but I... I one of my beliefs that's really served me is that I want my clients to love my support coaches more than me. And to me, that is success. So it's a story again, that serves me really well. (laughs) And with this setup of the business, with, with what I've created in the business, I don't now need to work a full working week. 
That is not something that I need to do. And in fact, what I've come to realize is that it's actually a hindrance at this point in my business. It's actually counterintuitive for me to be working these solid 40-hour work weeks in my business. I need more time to rest and recuperate to be the CEO and the coach that I need to be because when I'm on, I am on. <laughs> and honestly, when I give myself time outside of that, I'm just I'm just far better in the business. You know, when I've got a full weekend off and I'm doing other things, I come back on a Monday and I'm so fresh for my clients. I'm so creative. I'm so clear on what my business needs from me. And this business, Swift Ventures, is a business that I want for life. And so it's been really, really important to me to gift myself the opportunity to learn how to work less in this business and to really create a story that I don't need to work 35 to 40 hour weeks to be successful, that success is not synonymous with those number of hours. That's been a story that I've absolutely needed to flip. And so I think it's worth saying at this point as well, like everything in business, different messaging is going to be relevant for different people. And so if you're in your first year of business right now, this might be a really annoying episode. And I don't say that as like, this might be annoying. You might be triggered, lean into the trigger. It might actually just be genuinely really annoying because it's not the stage of business that you're at. And if that's the case, I hear you. There are so many other episodes that (laughs) you can go listen to. If you don't want to listen to this one, I receive that with love. Yeah, it might not be right for the season of business that you're in. You might need to hear messaging right now that if you want to create a successful business, you need to show the hell up. Like there's different messages that we need at different times. And based on what I've just shared with you around overworking really being something that's been a a strategy as a result of a mindset challenge for me this has been something that's incredibly important for me to create in the business. Coming back to to the season that I was in, I, I also got into the habit of like working weekends again and was just in the energy of more, more, more. It's been a really big year. There's been a lot on, as I've shared in previous episodes in our personal life, we got married, we've had some family health challenges, we've had babies born in our family. We've just had lots on and I've witnessed myself this year, my nervous system gradually just starting to build up like feels that I used to get when I was working way too much in my business. And I don't want to go to that place. I don't want to be there. I don't need to be there. When I'm working too much in the business, I'm in other people's stuff. I'm creating new offers and doing things for the sake of it. I don't need to do that anymore. And this is probably a whole other episode, but I feel like there's almost a, like a coaching pandemic of people launching offers all the freaking time. And there being people out there demonstrating that the only way that you can run a business is if you're launching a new offer every four weeks. And that is just not the case. Like we do 70 to hundred K months every month. And that is predominantly through two masterminds that are launched twice a year. I just knew that for me and for this business, to continue to run in a really healthy, sustainable way, I needed to get the hell out of it sometimes. So enter the shorter work weeks. So like I said, 17 hour weeks, because uh, we did a calculation and that was what 
was possible for me. (laughs) It works out to about three to four hours per day. And that is comprised of coaching calls as well as work within the business. So my primary role in the business, in this season of the business is as the lead coach in the Swift Marketing Mastermind and the sole coach for my Swift Inner Circle Circlers, my VIP Mastermind, as well as the CEO. So the person who obviously oversees the whole business, although day-to-day my OBM Nivek and Angel oversees a lot of the day-to-day operations so that I get to be at that CEO level within the business and content, which is something that I have so much more coming with content over the coming months and and a real priority moving forward in the business. And I also have a team. So I have an online business manager, a content manager, a social media coordinator, a virtual assistant, and a graphic designer, as well as two support coaches. So this is how I'm able to make this work. Once again, in the first couple of years of business, this for me, my reality is that this wouldn't have been possible for me with what I'd created. Some people scale their businesses really, really quickly, and that is something that is incredibly possible. And so you might be in a position where this is possible for you. You just need to hire and train some people really well so that you can step back a little more. But ultimately having really great team in the business is going to be super, super key to help you to scale and trust that other areas of the business are being taken care of really well. And that means getting really clear on your systems and and creating essentially, and I've talked about this before, something that you know, is, is a boring business in some ways, like a a business that is comprised of a lot of systems and structure with repeatable processes that you do again and again and again. And that's the way that you create things to be streamlined and operational and gives you the opportunity to step back. So that's a little bit more about why we chose 17 hours, why we are doing these longer work weeks. I say we because I'm so used to talking about the business in its entirety, <laughs> but essentially me, why I am doing these shorter work weeks. Now, let's talk about the how. So how do you stop working so much when you're so used to working all the time in your business? You know, was it a case for me of offloading things? What did that look like? So um, there were two things that occurred here. The first thing was that this tied in with me having additional support coach help in this round of the Swift Marketing Mastermind. So my current masterminders are incredibly fortunate because in addition to having me still as their lead coach, they also have two support coaches within the business. Taryn Bolt and Nivek Harrison, who I'm so excited to have both incredible coaches, business owners, CEOs doing amazing, amazing work in the world. Uh, Nivek has, she runs a quarter of a million dollar agency. Taryn runs an incredibly successful business where she is a coach, a course creator. She's a content and launch wizard. I'm just so delighted to have these two humans supporting me in the mastermind. So It was synonymous with bringing them on in the business. Uh, Nivek has been support coach for me for previous rounds, but we just evolved her role slightly and brought on Taryn as well. In addition to that, there were a few things that I 
handed over and also omitted from the business. So when I went through and worked out where I was spending my time, which is often a very confronting task. And if you haven't done that, then I would really recommend you do that. So strategically going through and just making note of every single thing that you spend your time on in your business and writing it down and going, okay, where am I spending my time? It is a confronting reality because for me, so often I realize I'm spending a lot of time in admin, things that I don't need to be spending time on, or I'm spending a lot of time checking social media when I don't need to, or just researching things that I don't need to, or just focusing on things that are not important to me. And so there were a lot of things that I omitted there. I'm really strict about when I check my phone. I'm really strict about how often I'm on social media. And then in addition to that, there were a few more things that we outsourced. So our virtual assistant, Tanya, who is amazing, has taken on additional hours over time within the business. Navek has been able to hand over more to her so that she can evolve her role and therefore take over uh, some more things from me. So essentially we've been able to, the work's been able to, to pepper uh, out into more team members. So I've been able to get more of that time back. And then the last thing that I would say that I've done is that I've really focused on not spending my time trying to overcook things. So I used to spend a lot of time thinking about all the things that we could potentially do, extra offers, extra things, extra everything. And what I now know is that like a simple business is the best business. And I think that we go through a process so often of having a lot of team, of having a lot of extra things. And we kind of go on this journey where we then come back to this really simple model because we can see how a simple model is more profitable. It's easier to run. It's more enjoyable. And and I've just worked out ways to simplify things. So if something is not a revenue generating task or it's not adding value to the business, then it's like, why are we doing that? You know, we're, we're going through a lot of things in Asana at the moment and just being like, okay, is this necessary? Like, is this a task that we need to keep doing? If it's not, let's stop it. So that's been the biggest thing in terms of the infrastructure of the business itself and how we've evolved the business so that I'm not having to work as much. Now, how do I physically stop working so much as in that urge to want to work? And this one's for those of you who maybe resonate with me when I share that not working is hard for me, that desire to to want to work. Maybe there's a little bit of like a, you resonate with a bit of a workaholic tendency. You love working. You feel calm when you're working. Anything that's, you know, maybe a, a trauma response, like how identified for me it is. So I am not going to lie. I've really, really struggled with this. And in fact, I'm still working through it. And so am I committed to these 17 hour work weeks with absolutely no challenges related to it. Absolutely not. This is a work in progress. I want to bold that, underline it, highlight it. This is 100% a work in progress. But what I want to share with you is some of the things that have supported me to start to stop working as much. So the first thing has been to find hobbies and oh my gosh, I had conversations with Lacey, my coach around this, where I was like, what do people do? Like what, what are hobbies that people do 
outside of their homes that they can do all the time? Like, what does this look like? What are hobbies where you're not on your computer? I mean, don't get me wrong. I, you know, go to Pilates and I go to the beach and I go for walks. And, but beyond that, I was like, what, what hobbies do I do and want? Now, something that's been really, really well-timed with this that I shared, if you follow me on social media, you will have seen that I shared this last week is that we are getting a puppy and I don't know how to talk about it with my voice going without my voice going really high pitched and kind of squealing a little bit (laughs) because I'm just so, so excited. We are getting a puppy that is arriving at the time of release of this episode. It'll be a week's time, a week and one day's time since release of this episode that we are getting our mini red grudel that we have decided to call Olive. And I'm beyond excited. So we have been looking for a puppy for the last couple of months and I never really shared about it because I I didn't really know whether it was going to happen for us or not. So we started looking, we've been really resistant to wanting to put our names down on wait lists that are like eight to 10 months in length because A, I am someone who likes things immediately. I'm really impatient. I like immediate gratification. Uh, And the idea of just having to sign up for a really long wait list just felt like just not something that I wanted in my life, but been really open to just keeping my eyes peeled for litters that came up during COVID times, getting a dog's really hard. Yeah. Like if any of you have been in the same boat, you may have had a similar experience. And I know that I'm sure there are others out there that have been in the same boat because getting a dog during the last couple of years has been a popular venture. So I started looking, we found a really beautiful mini border doodle initially, which is a border collie cross poodle. And we, this is turning into a dog podcast, but I'm definitely going to just do this over the next few minutes, but we missed it by like two minutes. And then the second puppy we looked at was a labradoodle. So a Labrador crossed with a poodle. And we went and looked at that puppy and I took one look at it and was like, that's not our puppy. And when I saw the ad for this particular dog, I was really skeptical because it was through Gumtree, which if you're not in Australia is similar to your like Craigslist. And I was like, I don't know. We uh, gratefully have one of my dear darling cousins is a vet and she has just supported us so much through this whole process. And she's like, I'm always skeptical with you know, gum tree breeders. And we want to make sure that it it all checks out and all of those things. But the minute I saw the ad, I was like, Che, one of those is our puppy. I just know. I just know that one is our puppy and I'm so excited. And when we went to meet her, we met three little girls that we had to choose from. We knew that we wanted a girl because I had a girl puppy when I was little and I loved having a girl dog. And we met her and we fell in love with her. And anyway, we get her in two weeks time. And so my point is, other than to turn this into a dog podcast for five minutes, is that I'm very, very excited to obviously get this dog. And it's worked out so well that getting Olive has essentially become a hobby for me in looking for her, you know, going through the process now of pet insurance and buying all the things and setting up the house and knowing that you know, we're getting an eight week old puppy. We're in for some sleepless nights and, and lots of time spent with her. And it's just so, so perfectly timed that 
I've created this space to be able to, to be a dog mama to a, to a little puppy. So finding hobbies has been essential. I also have just done other, other random things that have actually been really, really wonderful. So my dad and I just got stand up paddle boards. So I'm going to spend some more time down at my parents' house in Mandra, which is an hour South from us or 45 minutes. In summer, I'm going to go down and do a lot of stand up paddle boarding on the estuary and the canals with him, which I can't wait for. And we have also been uh, spending a lot of time on our personal finances. And I'm about to do a stock market course. So with a woman, Delianne, the money coach, which I'm so excited for. She's based in the States. We'll put her information in the show notes. Delianne, the money coach. I love her stuff. I really love her ethos on money. We have been diversifying a lot and spending a lot of time focusing on our personal finances this year. And something that I'm really wanting to do is spend a little bit more time looking at some longer term investment strategies like ETFs and the stock market. So that is also something that I'm going to spend more time on, but just literally scheduling other things in my diary other than working, like planning out my week and not going, okay, here's work and whatever's left over is for hobbies going, nope, I'm planning out work and I'm also planning out other things to do as well. And that's just been an absolute game changer for me this year. So let's talk about what I'm loving about it. What I'm loving is that I am genuinely working less and I'm feeling less anxious when I'm not working. I'm not feeling that heart racing, like I need to be at my desk. It's 10 a.m. on a Monday morning, I should be at my desk or it's 3 p.m. on a Wednesday afternoon, I should be at my desk, like really removing that old conditioning that says from nine to five, Monday to Friday, I need to be sitting at my desk. I've, I've given myself this permission by declaring it, by having my coach hold me accountable, by communicating it with Che. It's been really, really helpful to, to move through this, this thing that I've, I've really needed to move through. I'm loving that I feel like I'm so much better at my work. I am a better coach. I am a better CEO. I am a better creative. I'm genuinely feeling more creative and I love my work. You know, I've, I've always loved my work, but now when I get to be at my desk, I'm like, yes, it's, a, it's one of my work hours. Like I'm so excited to do that. And in addition, I feel like I'm a better wife, a better friend, a better daughter, a better sister, because I'm, you know, really prioritizing everything outside of the business. Little things like I'm like, oh, okay, I'm actually doing things around the home that need to be done. And I'm, you know, gardening for the first time and just focusing on things in the house where previously I'd be like, uh, work or that task. And I would always choose work, but that's just not sustainable. Now, what am I finding hard about it? Quite honestly, everything. So I have a deep tendency to want to keep working. It's really hard for me to stick to these 17 hours. Like I shared, I am not going to sugarcoat it. I'm still trying to balance doing less, but fully responding. So I either oscillate between doing too much or having like 150 unread emails at any one time. So for me, you know, my clients always get served. That's just not a question, but it's things like, you know, responding to our beloved bookkeeper, shout out to you, Suze, you know, it's those emails or 
just just things that essentially fall by the wayside that I'm like, okay, that's a that's a low that's a low priority task right now, something I can do anytime, not something I need to do in this moment. And so it, it gets put on the back burner. So I'm still kind of working out how to to manage all of that. And I'm having to sort of learn how to like not waste time on shit that doesn't matter. So when I was working 40 hour work weeks, it would be so easy to go, yeah, I can spend 30 minutes just not even thinking about diving deeply into something to understand it. But now with these finite hours, I'm so mindful of every minute I'm spending in my business and where I'm spending it. So previously I always had more hours that I could use. Now I just have to be like very, very smart about if I'm delegating something or if I'm doing it and what that looks like. Some strategies that are working for me, just to wrap this up, if this is something that you're wanting to attempt, if you're at a season in your business where this feels really good for you, set your work hours for the week. Be super, super clear on the tasks that you're getting done for the week because that has worked so well for me. I do this at the start of the week. I'm clear on what I'm getting done that week. And then I set out to make that happen. In addition to that, like I shared before, schedule loads of things that take you away from your laptop, that take you away from your computer, shut your office door in your house if you have one and know that your working hours are your working hours. And just because it's 10 a.m. on a Tuesday and you're not working does not mean you have to. You can absolutely be doing the other things that you have scheduled in your diary. I really hope that this has been interesting and that there's been something in here that you can take from this. I hope that it supports you if you're wanting to cut down your hours at the stage of business that you're in, or maybe it has actually been validation for you that where you're at right now is is really great in terms of the, the hours that you're working and what it is that you're focusing on in your business. I would absolutely love to know what you've taken from this episode. Come on over and let me know. If you jump on over to my Instagram DMs at Swift, come on over and let me know your biggest takeaway from this episode, maybe how many hours a week you're doing, your biggest challenge with that, what feels good for you. Um, I really love this topic and would just absolutely love to have a conversation with you about it. In addition, if you've loved this episode, it would mean so much to me if you would provide us with a five-star review. It would mean so much to just hear your feedback from this podcast if you are somebody who is either a long-time listener or a newer listener and, uh, and really, really enjoying the podcast. I would be ever so grateful for that. Have the most amazing rest of your day and I cannot wait to chat with you more next week. Big love to you. Bye for now.